0: Love Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Leading Edge Love Radio. This is your host, Sumathi Sparks, the open relationship coach. Have you ever wondered how well suited you are for ethical nonmonogamy? Well, you can find out by taking my quiz and you can find the quiz right on the homepage of my website at sumatisparks.com, S as in Sam, U M as in Mary, A T as in Tom, I sparks as in sparks are flying and when you request the quiz you'll be automatically added to my mailing list and you'll be the first to learn about my virtual events and to receive occasional helpful tidbits of advice and information to add more love, passion and joy into your life. So today I'm very pleased to have as my guest Esther Zazzaro. Esther is one of my more unusual guests. She kind of defies description. She works with energy And some of the names she has been called is intimacy mentor, a body whisperer, a high energy escort, a bridge descent walker, and a body-to-body juju transmitter. Welcome to the show, Esther.
1: Hi, Sumati. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me on.
0: Sure. It's wonderful to have you. Um, Esther's joining us from Australia, where it's tomorrow. <laughs> um, so this is really yeah. cool that we ha- ha- can have somebody that far away joining us here. Um, so yeah, I found you from all of your provocative fo- posts on Facebook. We somehow ended up being friends on Facebook and I'm just loving all of the kind of confrontative and interesting, um, you know, you're, you're really like a thought leader in your field of energy, energy and sexuality. So, um could you start out just by telling us like what was your journey that brought you to this point where you, you have these this way of thinking and way of eating and way of experiencing the world.
1: Yeah, that's so straight away I drop into the moment and into my body because I'm sourced from this moment all the time. And that's the origin. That's the origin. And how that started is that I could always see that how people, from when I was very young, the energy waves or the frequencies around bodies were not emitting the same uh, energy as what people were saying so I always knew that there was an incongruency between the two so that was already a start (laughs) Mm -hmm. and yeah so I already could see that how people acted and what they said was very different to their energetic output and and I would look at things and wonder why I didn't feel comfortable about them. And I'm sure many people can have their own experience of this, especially as a child. Right. So, yeah. And my mum would have very deep discussions with me, so I was very fortunate in that way. I feel that she had... gift around that but I would touch her regularly this is what I remember I would touch her regularly through massage and I think that was the deep contact I made with touch and the frequency that you can bring through your body so from an immaterial realm aspect you bring through love through your body and through the touch that you impart on another body. So I was always very aware of that and sensitive to that. And uh, so I went obviously into something like beauty therapy or massage because I would look down at my hands and know that I wanted to touch other bodies. Mm -hmm. It was the only, yeah, it was the only sort of channel available. That put me in touch with that frequency of expression Um, and I became a very highly sensitive touch artist really but I considered myself a massage therapist and then I went and did a a spiritual healers I mean you know along the way there were challenges and I got closer and closer to the truth of who I am through um, different experiences in my life. My mum died of breast cancer. My um, I was bullied at school, things like that. And it just brought me closer and closer to the essence of me. Mm. And, yeah. And then I went and did this spiritual healer's retreat, Um And one day, one night in the desert we were touching bodies, and I clearly had the impact of being aware of what was happening in another body, in my own body at that moment, and it all sort of downloaded into me a remembrance of something so much deeper. Um, And so I could feel other people's bodies, and I had been told you know, along the way that I was going to be a healer and I rejected that for a very long time. Um, And it took me some time to recognise that what I was feeling in people's bodies was accurate and it came about when after that experience in the desert where I had to really absorb what had happened inside of me and what I was picking up, I then went on a tantric journey um, because I recognised, let me back up a little bit, I I was married and I was a woman who believed that sexuality had to do with having orgasms and being satisfied in that way, being considered a good lover by the man I'm with, focusing on getting off as quickly as possible so that I look like a good lover. And I realised that wasn't satisfying me, so I went on a tantric journey and I worked with what you would consider to be a master in that area, although, um, yeah, it's a, it's, it was quite a, it was fraught with darkness and lightness in that experience. Um, but he, I went into my body into a place of consciousness, and I all of a sudden knew I remembered what what true the true template of love making is and how far we've moved from it
0: mm. so do you identify with the, do you identify with the label impact? do you consider yourself an impact
1: I used to. I used to say I was an empath. I think that empath can be mixed up with emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a sensory. I can pick up pure sensation in the body. Mm-hmm. So I'm nothing, I'm, I'm very little to do with emotion because emotion is when the sensation has been moved up into an interpretation into the left brain, into the Ooh. mental faculty. no longer pure. Ooh. Yeah. Whereas that I am really in
0: Yeah. No, that is really interesting. I wanna pick that apart in a minute, but let's finish with your story. <laughs> so so you kinda of, you started out kind of like in the category of massage therapist because it doesn't really category for what you do so now you've evolved to where you've really created your own thing like you just are who you are
1: yes yes the essence of me is now pouring out of me in a multitude of creative facets and Mm -hmm. one place I'm absolutely devoted at the altar of life life being the energy that moves through us is sensation and the purity of sensation. Yeah. So and how um,
0: how do you how do you help people with these skills? You help with intimacy issues, sexuality issues. What kind of things? The, do the skills that you have help people with?
1: Well, I can. Energy it doesn't really have a language on our planet yet. Many of the clients that have come to me have such a deep understanding of energy in their own body in sensation it's just that most most people who were born who were born with that capacity have not been given a pure language in its own right so it it then gets um, taken up to the brain to translate i I can feel exactly where energy is moving in the body, and and articulate that with pinpoint accuracy oh. to another body who, who yeah who absolutely knows. They're almost like sensation walkers on our planet. You know, there are people who are in the body already but are still working, are defining the difference between their conditioning and pure sensation. And through through sitting with me, we unveil what is true in that moment as opposed to what they've been told is their experience. So, I mean, I've worked with people who've had ayahuasca journeys and Mm -hmm. at the time they were having such strong body sensations that facilitators, and that that would be being interpreted through the mind because the body actually could not anchor in the strength of the sensations in their body. Um, And we sort of, We, in that moment, focus on bringing it down into every singular cell, getting the cells to imbue themselves with the frequency that they couldn't hold at that time, Uh so that they can access... Yeah, so that they can access their own truth about it. the other thing I do is speak to clients on the nitty gritties <laughs> of sexual behaviour because mm-hmm. what I have worked out is every single little movement in, in, in our sexual interactions are, are a mirror. To what we're facing in life in general to how much love we can actually hold in our system mm. beautiful
0: so the, um, the way that you read energy can feel a little scary um, you know when we were preparing for this show you said that you might sense into my energy and really just communicate with me in that way and I noticed in my body there was like a little fear you know it almost feels like a mind reader but it's like an energy reader so I, I guess I was trying to think well what's the fear about and I think it's that maybe you might feel something in me that I am not ready to see myself or that I don't want other people to know like some sort of shadow part of me that I I don't want to admit about myself. Um, so I might feel called out or confronted. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the beauty of pure sensation because it doesn't have a story. It's it's like when you were saying that, if I may um Describe to you what I felt in the core center of your throat cords is a more solid piece of of, of density, and then the the light frequency and the love frequency is is. Um, rippling around the edges i'm trying to think of the actual word because love and light will always permeate into the density of it it's not it's 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 love returning to love itself mm. so there's actually not any shadow to worry about um you yourself will know what what to bring to our session, or to me, or to yourself, with what is gently excavating. Because the parts of you that are shadow are only ever broken off parts of love. They just don't recognize themselves as love. Uh But they are. And so it's almost like two frequencies meeting each other and they know exactly how to how to meld in that space. Mm. If you were to bring yeah. Yeah. So if you were to bring something um I'd we'd know the exact way but one, a very gentle way, even when you're arguing with people, is to bring sensations to the light, to bring them out. say, so right now my throat feels, so I can feel the back of your throat is, it's uh, very hard to language it, but has, has a part that feels a bit sharp to the left side down the back of the down the back of the trachea or whatever it's called there. I can feel it and I'm there with it. You
0: can feel that with me right now?
1: Yeah, I can. -hmm. Hmm.
0: So when when a couple... Is, is you know triggering each other, and they're very emotionally activated. Can you go back to talking about how emotion? You said emotion has moved into the left brain and is now into the realm of interpretation. So how does bringing how first of all how does bringing sensation into it help, and then second, how can people who are in that Triggered, highly emotional kind of you know reptilian brain state use that skill to uh, get back into connection with each other and themselves.
1: They have to be really straight about the sensation purely, like my solar plexus is knotted right now when I hear that. But more than anything, I really work on the love-making plane, Uh on the sexual plane as well, because we are always psychically and energetically making love to some degree with the bodies, but not Uh everyone's aware of it. That's one of the things I learned when I was with, when I had the tantric. Learnings was that you can be fully closed in the same room and be incredibly intimate with nothing in between you mm-hmm. and another body. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a, it's getting really, yeah, yeah. So it's getting really clean with. What the body is experiencing, not the mind, and it's not easy, um, but it is possible. So things that I've picked up, particularly in lovemaking, um, I, I was with a, I have been with a man for 12 to 18 months, and. Previously, I mean, you know, I could have never foreseen that his and my body would remember how to make love. I honestly could not have ever foreseen that. I wanted it. I had a desire for it in my deepest heart. But I didn't know how we were ever going to get there. And truly, I I had begun to give up hope. Like I see many women out there, many women and men, excuse me. And I mean, but particularly because um, I do speak to a lot of women, and I certainly can work with men too, and do work with men. But women are beginning to close down to the idea of love, true love, or filtering into their systems through through love making, through sexual experience so I, I could have never have foreseen that happening
0: so can um, you describe the difference between sex and love making just how you're defining it
1: yeah it's a quality it's a tone It. It's a frequency that is so subtle and so profound. And sex is a lot more about excitement, exciting the body, exciting the genitals, exciting the personality, entering into, into the environment with an idea of what you personally want to get out of it. Love making is impersonal. It almost puts aside the personality to let the genitals themselves emit the frequency of love with each other. Okay,
0: let me just say that again. The genitals themselves are emitting the frequency of love together. Okay, that's beautiful.
1: Okay. Yeah, themselves. Um, they know in lovemaking you defer to them and quite it's not always easy even between my lover and I because there are moments, there are lapses in people and we're taught to sort of go along and particularly as a woman if you want to be considered a good lover you act you act aroused when you may not be you may not really be because because that person's touched you in the same way and a woman's system is so deeply tuned to lapses in consciousness between the between the personalities so it really it it truly goes down to every single detail. It's in the fingertips of someone's touch. It's in the tip of their tongue. Your mouth in a, for a woman is a representation of your yawning as above so below. If the penis is making love with you in the in in the genitals you're going to know if the tongue isn't. <laughs> it's that, it's just that precisely honed. Mm-hmm.
0: This this sounds like such a dream, you know, like, it, you know, I, I am 61 years old. I've been with a lot of men in my long lifetime and very few of them come anywhere close to being that attuned. So, What hope do we have?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Do you see what I'm saying? I never thought it was possible, so I know it is. (laughs) I'm 49. (laughs) And um, that's how long it's taken me. And I bow to this man every day that I'm with that that he did it. He came back recently, and the 18 months or the... We had an on and and off again, the way he activated with me and we did not know that was happening through me constantly saying and it was difficult and I was prepared to lose him each time. I've been, honestly, the truth is woman has to be valiant in love and prepared to lose everything, lose her reputation of what kind of lover she is. Lose her reputation of what kind of, when you say I'm a thought leader, because I knew that seeking approval from anyone, anyone, and not speaking the truth of what I know is, a, is, is detrimental to anyone that I claim to love. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because I absolutely know that the sex that we are being fed is not the truth. <laughs> right, and, right, Yeah. And I'm a woman who's doing it now. And was always. <laughs> but was feeling like, uh, God, this is... So I'm here to tell the women that are knowing it, that are... The women and men that are knowing it, or even if they're with a woman who's saying to them, who's... who's Who's, who's letting them know in small ways that it's that's not the quality of love. See, the thing is, we're really taught that men are the leaders in the bedroom and, and things like that if we're going to look at the traditional mindset. But they can't know with the conditioning and the way they're being programmed. Um, so... <laughs> yeah it it it's tough and then, as well, it can seem like women are naggers or critical when they start to hone in on what's truly a turn on, and when I mean turn on, I mean a turn on of love in their system in their frequency yeah but, i'm really glad uh, I'm you, very... you're
0: saying, yeah I'm really glad you're talking about this because. I often tell men, if they'll listen, if they're interested, I say, would you like to know the three, three things that will make you in the, in the 1% of, of good lovers? And they say, okay. (laughs) So the first thing is (laughs) to find out what the woman wants and reassure her that you really, really, really want to know because she's been programmed to not tell you she's been first. She's been programmed to not know what she wants. And then even if she does know what she wants, she's been programmed not to tell you for fear of hurting your fragile ego or somehow being the nag, like you said. So there's lots of reasons why she's afraid to tell you. So you have to reassure her that you really, really, really want to know. And you might have to say it over and over again and keep saying it until she feels really comfortable telling you and believes you that you really want to know. So the first step is, is the biggest step where where the man has to really get it that he's got to reassure her that he wants to know that he's not going to be offended and that he um, that if she doesn't know yet what she wants because she hasn't had very much exploration in her sex life that they will be on the same team together to discover what she wants. So that's all the first step. <laughs> okay, the second step is listen what she's saying. Because <laughs> I've had men ask and then they just, it's like I didn't even say it. <laughs> they, they ask me and then they don't do it. Okay, then step three is do it. <laughs> so the second and third step are very short, but they're very big. Listen to what she says and then number three, do it. So I feel like that's, that's kind of what you're saying here is that women need to speak up but men also need to make it safe for her to speak up because you know, a lot of us have been beaten up over the years from trying to speak up about what we want or just, you know, never, the society doesn't allow us to discover what we want in the first place. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. I, I, yeah. And I, I, I hear what you're saying and I negated all of that as in, (laughs) I just stepped over the threshold and told them (laughs) and, um, and when it didn't happen, because I didn't, I didn't expect them to make me safe, because I realised they weren't in agreement with me. I can't even believe it that this man that I'm with now, he was all the things that you're talking about, <laughs> and I, he, he might even be listening or whatever, because he said, oh, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll try to listen or whatever. But um, he, he's blown away that it changed for him. Um, we're almost grasping like we were when we're 15 you know tongues down the throat you know it's it's nuts women I don't mean to say this and he's actually you know uh, their vaginas are being used as, as meat socks not because they want to but because that's the history of how they've dealt with how the men have dealt with their sexual desire and then they're let loose on an actual woman's body and they go, Well what do I do? It must be the same and <laughs> and 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 her vagina is used more to hit certain points so that um pleasure and ejaculation ensue. Um I honestly I honestly see he just kept talking i upset a lot of men especially after my tantric experience Mm -hmm. i i knew that i was now a a spokesperson truly like in my body i don't mean as a i was going to go out there and microphone it to everybody but i knew i was i i knew i now carried a code of love that i could never not know and originally, I noticed what a lot of women did in that circle was they they stayed around the tantric master because he was the only man who could who could provide them that. And I realized there was a lot of codependency happening in that. So I went, you know what, I'm going to take this code and I'm going to go into the real world and I'm going to see what I can try you know do with what, what what information I've been given and I was scared because because I feel and I, I feel that like a lot of saints and all did this when they were then given a clean slate they knew that fraternizing with other bodies that didn't know could possibly contaminate that original template. But due to my energy work, I can clean myself all the time. So that's my clicking. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can clean myself every time to take myself back to original genital zero point, and then mm-hmm. and yeah, what I met out there was a lot of opposition, <laughs> I mean, as you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let me
0: let me jump in here. Um, if you're If you're just joining us, you're listening to Leading Edge Love Radio, and this is your host, Sumati Sparks, the open relationship coach at SumatiSparks.com. We're speaking with Esther Zazaro, the body whisperer, intimacy coach, and amazing energy reader. Um, And uh, if you have any questions for Esther, you're welcome to call in. You won't interrupt us. You'll just be put on hold, and we'll answer your call at the right time. The call-in number is 650. 383-1132. 383 Again, that's 657-383-1132. And Esther, this reminds me of one of your, you have so many amazing Facebook posts. I just love reading things that you write. And one of your posts, you were talking about if a woman has been compromising what she really wants or what's crew inside of her that she'll often choose a male coach or a mentor to play that out with. And then you, you go on to talk about um, that many men, many male mentors and teachers are just relying on being a man without being, um, you know, without being questioned by the crowd. And you're saying like being question being unquestioned by the crowd is what's getting in the way of his power so the fact that he's just well i'm going to let you describe it farther so you know what post i'm talking about
1: i know what i know what principle you're talking about yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) you forgot what you wrote but yeah, yeah just about how men men just because because our society accepts that he should be the expert and already knows and his power isn't questioned the fact that it's not questioned is actually getting in the way of his power
1: Yeah, Yes it is Um, It's similar It's an extension of The sexual conduct That we're talking about It's that And it puts a lot of pressure on him as well He doesn't know that because He's prospering From the fact that no one's Questioning him But woman's there To keep him Clean To love's Frequency. she carries such a fine, coded, profound, um, energetic dimension inside her that it, what it's meant to do is when they go into lovemaking they tune into such a frequency that what is not that can no longer get into their field. So when they do that together, the conditioning falls away and they remember the essence of who they are. What is no longer that same subtle frequency in their experience, they will no longer engage with. But while those coarser energies through sex that people are still connecting to, making contact with, then you will obviously attract the same vibration, either through a coach or a mentor or a lover or a workplace. It's all the same.
0: hmm Right. Beautiful. Um...
1: So I like when you talk
0: about
1: No, go ahead, you can finish your thought. Well, I was just gonna say so those men that we're discussing, if if their frequency is staying at a coarser level, they're not they're not refining it to the most you know, pure, pristine. And you see I'm using this language loosely but more translating it through my tone, which always travels to that place. When I I visited with that Tantric Master, truly all he did, he said to me, do you feel that? And I said, yes. And it was the most subtle pulse at the centre of my being it's no fanfare. It's 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 soft, but it's, but it doesn't exist in the world. It only exists in the body. And he took me there and it was so beautiful that I set, and I I made a choice there and then that I would never ever leave it.
0: And so, when he said, "Do you feel that? Was it an energy thing was he not was he touching you or not touching you at that time when he said that?
1: It was definitely an intimate interaction, mm-hmm. yeah, because um, yeah, truly, the deepest place where you can ascertain that frequency is through the penis and the vagina, so yeah, like yeah. <laughs> They're designed for that. The genitals themselves plug into that source. They do it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah:
0: So in one of your um, posts, you talk about you have you have not met your genitals. So you're finding that most people haven't really met their genitals especially in detail they they you know think of them as you know kind of these simplistic um, sex toys you know <laughs> and then you go into more detail about like you know let's get specific with the clitoris and you talk about how there's um, uh well, there's so much love stored in them and there's all this conditioning stored in them too. And I'm imagining like memories of bad experiences as well. So can you talk a little bit more about what happens when you meet your clitoris for the first time? What, 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 what do we find?
1: Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> what I found... Because I don't know if you've ever heard, but a long time ago, well, in certain circles, they call the clitoris the holy rosebud. And I remember thinking, well, let's not get carried away. This was quite a while back. And I was like, I don't know about holy rosebud. I know we're all getting a bit romantic about this. (laughs) you know. And then I was, because this is to me the new uh, masturbation, if you like, and I really don't use that word In the same way because it's infiltrating your system with heightened acute presence you know you don't even need to be touching energy does it itself but I went into my clitoris and um, basically yes it was a rosebud at the at the psychic energetic point of it not even the physical it unfolded Petal after petal, and and um, spiralled outwards. Uh, so the interesting thing, though, is you do have to move through the sexuality of it, the way that you have trained it, almost like being at a gym. Uh to be excited to a climax. And I found that you almost had to take yourself to that point of excitement and realize you did not have to make it sexual. And And then love pours into it it doesn't even it no longer needs to know itself as and um, as a high as a hit of something
0: when you say can,
1: a, a hit, heat do you mean hit like h i t hit
0: or heat h e a t
1: no as a heat as a hit as a as a um yeah, as a jolt of being excited, which is the orgasm, as an end, as any, you know. Um, yeah.
0: Like like a drug high.
1: Or you're something. almost having. Yeah, as a high, you've almost got to retrain it to to love. hmm You bring the density. You bring the. You bring the excitement, and the um, cruder energy and you watch it from a very subtle, soft place and they come together. It's like the animal meeting the divine. But the Uh genitals themselves, yeah, but the genitals themselves, they make the love. They're electrical. They're the highest technology in your body. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, well, I love what you write here. If all you do is continue to rub the organ, you continue to regurgitate those experiences embedded. And, oh, sorry, I'm going to read this again. If all you do is continue to rub the organ, you continue to regurgitate and resuscitate those experiences embedded embedding the deadness of past energy into its structure even further and into your living circumstances. So the way I read that is if you're continuing to just go for the orgasm and you're like rubbing yourself over and over, you're just further embedding that past energy and not giving your body a chance to find the love energy in there. And I've experienced this with lovers who think that my clitoris is like a little penis so they just like jump on it and start licking it really hard or like you know rubbing it really hard and I'm like no way wait 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 wait. can you start out just by not touching me at all like just put, like I really would like them to just kind of like put their hand over me without touching my body at all but sometimes the best I can hope for is just to rest their hand their full palm and hand over my whole vulva And just set it there for a moment so that my body can say, like, okay, there's someone here. And then I I start, the energy starts coming out. It doesn't need you to rub it. It doesn't need you to stimulate it. It's already stimulated. If you can just be there to, like, hold the space for it, to be present for it, it's already going to do it on its own. (laughs) Right? Does that make sense?
1: Yes. And it's really great that you're saying this stuff, Sumati, and we have to find, as women, we have to find ways to express that to our men, even more so not to so much tell them how it has to be touched necessarily, because we're not trust... Basically, I think there's been centuries of those divine energies in us not being not being touched not being collected because it's right up in the vagina right 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 up and not only does the penis need to be traveling right up the vagina but it also needs to be energetically traveling into the depths of woman's core vagina and womb to collect the energies there so this desire to want to tell men where to go i think comes from a lack of trust that man will not get there with her and i don't mean get there by an orgasm i mean get there to 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 take from her the energies that are not love, into his penis because that's basically what he does do. She, She absorbs so much more from the world. She absorbs, and she absorbs it into her vagina. And he is able to, through the magnetics of his penis, take that from her and transmute that into love so that they're both returned to the frequency of the love between them and that they can use that as a reservoir so that that's always there for them as a reservoir as an antidote to the stresses of this world so you can see how far removed we are <laughs> we're generating sex and emotion and going around and around in cycles much like you know death and rebirth and we're just yeah Um and so it's not. I think this desire for women to tell men where to go is actually a deep-rooted mistrust in man to ever to ever really reach her finest core frequencies and energies that are weighed, that are there for him. Mm-hmm. Because it's the most beautiful thing for the penis to be given that as well. (laughs) You know, both the vagina and the penis want to do that for each other. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. And so it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because the vagina is not being um, treated... With the honoring And delicacy that she Craves And so She shuts down And then The penis owner Feels a shortage of sex Available to him So he When he does have it available He wants to take it You know Take it, yes. when, it when he can get it And so there's this scarcity mentality, I got to grab it and take it and get off on it. And so that further pushes the yoni owner into her shell of like, ah, men don't get it. (laughs) So it's this cycle of neither of us getting what we really want. So um, one of your posts, you talk about your yoni is a living organism with its own consciousness separate from you. So you're actually seeing the yoni when you say separate from you, you're saying separate from the, the woman,
1: right? Yeah, separate from woman built from time and experience, separate from the personality woman.
0: Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. So what would you yeah. want men to know about
1: the yoni? What would I want? What do I want men to know about the yoni? <laughs> I think every single way That you touch A woman Including the way That you might move Her bottom flesh The way you It it isn't just her yoni I mean her yoni Is life itself Uh It's seriously It is seriously a temple Every single way That you move inside it Is Um is registered on such a deep level of her essence. And it tells her so much about where you are, where love is concerned and where you are, where presence is concerned. And that's not a to negate the man, it's just simply the way it is and that we kind of need to be supporting those processes rather than trying to make ourselves different from that. We need to understand how we actually work to our strengths because these are divine systems put in place. These aren't the personality systems. And when a man, in, you know, it's, it's the greatest honour but also for the woman to understand how much she's not trusting the man and how her mistrust is the fact that she is not completely honest with him. Her lack of honesty of what she really feels without telling him how to do it has also taken us astray. Uh And then, yeah, and then now with many women shutting down or giving up in the hopelessness. I mean, honestly, this is such listen, having a talk like this is huge. Not many people are talking about it to this degree. Most of sexual people are still on their orgasms and and, and positions and techniques. You know, I, I could talk about this for hours or have other women in in groups talking about this because it's really the only thing each individual body in sexual interaction must be honest to the love between the two bodies yeah Um, and and even
0: in the sex positive movement you have such a goal orientation you know women taking classes on how to squirt and kind of feeling apologetic if yes. they can't figure out how to squirt. And then, you know, men trying to learn how to last longer and, you know, just all these mm. goals. And so in the last few minutes that we have here, I want to bring this back to polyamory. And I know that you relate monogamously personally, but I just want to bring this back to my audience and um, the concept of uh infinite love and multiple love so when you talk about the love you know honoring the love that the genitals want to make love they want to give that to each other they want to love each other and so often when the word love comes into play there's all this mental programming around oh if I love that means I have to do all these other things. There's some sort of commitment there. There's expectations. There's this, there's that. And so people are afraid to let their love flow. And even monogamous people think, well, if I let my love flow, then I'm going to have to commit to this person. I may not be ready to do that yet. So how can we be with love for its own sake on an energetic level um, without all the baggage of the programming so that we can love multiple people? and, And like if we're, I'll just say it as the open relationship coach here that if we are honest about where we are in the present moment and everything is consensual, I just want to let people know that you you can love fully. there doesn't have to be a boundary around it so i'll just I'll just let you take the last couple of minutes to comment on that.
1: Yeah, and then then we get back to pure sensation. love is not romantic, it is not personal it's that's why I use a lot of the terms of bodies and genitals you listen to the system as in what's true for the system in the moment so I can hear that you're very tuned in to what when you're talking about your clitoris you are you know you know that the way it's being approached there's something not right about it you, you know and there's a hurriedness or Um, So you you say no to that You say it in the most When I say elegant I don't mean I I say elegant But I don't mean pussyfooting You know We've got to be really true about things The trouble is we're always worried about hurting people's feelings We hurt them more When we're not honest
0: (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Right Mm-hmm.
0: So beautiful. Yeah, I love that um, you say that love. Love. We're not talking about romantic love. We're talking about love as the essence of who we are and being yes. who we are. And it doesn't have to come with all these, all this uh, story that we've learned that love means. Love is just love.
1: Yes. Yeah, when I use love, I'm talking about a frequency, a, a frequency that aligns with the purity of the system. You know, you know because there's a congruency there. And sometimes it's love to say that this isn't working for me and still it feels right on the system. So it's very, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: and the more we can say that sorry. for me... Sounds like a motorcycle going by there. (laughs) Um, I
1: don't know what... what,
0: The the sooner we can speak up and say, this isn't working for me, rather than tolerating for a long time, the softer our uh, expression can be. Because the more we tolerate, and the longer we wait to speak up, the more charge there is in the communication. So, yeah, we all need to get better at, Mm at... Speaking up early, while we can still speak up in a way that's loving and not from frustration and having suffered through a bunch of agony first. <laughs> um, but uh, Esther, we have we have we're we're out of time, and I want to make sure that you have a couple minutes to tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you and anything else that you want to offer.
1: Well, I'm very custom-made. Like, whatever I work with people, it's uniquely tailored. It's custom-oriented. Um, so one-on-one is how I like to work with people. Um, you can find me on Facebook under Esther Zazaro, and I don't know if I need to spell that out or not. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so double uh, Z-A-Z-Z-Z. E-S-T-E-R without an h I should have you know, I love to do things reverse so that's, that's great um and I also have a group called the energetic sex group um and I put a lot of posts in there as well so yeah um I can break things down with people far better individually with what they are facing in their lives and we can get really clear on that wonderful and and bring that love frequency into their body so that they know it in a tangible way i pretty much make love with them so they can recognize it when it comes to their experience it's like my body does the
0: energy for- Okay, we have 30 seconds, so I want to thank you so much for joining us today, Esther. I'll have you back again because I feel like we have so much more we can talk about. But thank you so much for for being with us today.
1: I would love that. Thank you, Sumati. It's been great.
0: Okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay,
1: bye.